The Rural Church Podcast 2.0. Wait a second. It's December. That's better. Just a couple of pastors discussing life, ministry, theology, and the gospel from a local church perspective. Eddie, what's it time for? The Rural Church Podcast. Welcome to the Rural Church Podcast, episode 21, and the final episode of the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm your co-host, Alan Nelson, pastor of Perryville Second Baptist Church. With me is my brother in Christ, fellow laborer in the ministry, Eddie Ragsdale. Say hello, Eddie. Well, hello, everybody, for the final time in 2022. Unless we're planning on recording another special episode or something. I don't think yeah, we are. I don't think so. We pretty much yeah. release these on Wednesdays. It's good middle of the week. Maybe somebody's 28th of December. Maybe somebody is traveling to or fro some sort of family gathering. I don't know. But we're grateful that you're tuned in and listening to us. Today, we want to talk about pastoral visitation lead into that some eddie yeah well we we you and i were just talking because i actually as soon as we get done recording uh we don't record these uh the week of we're a little bit ahead praise the lord and so it's a few weeks actually before the end of the year but i've got a lady in my church who's having surgery today pretty serious surgery and so i'm fixing to probably head out as soon as we get done recording to go and kind of check on her and, and just see about the family. And so we just got, kind of thought we'd talk about uh, pastoral visitation. And, and, you know, I think so often we even use the phrase in our culture, uh, the preacher. Who's the preacher down there? Yeah. But And and that's not bad because, of course, expositing the word, teaching God's word to God's people is at the center of what, shepherds are called to do shepherds have got to feed the sheep but uh the shepherds also have the work of protecting the flock and they have you know they have the work of caring for the flock when when they're ill when there are needs spiritual needs and even physical needs that that we can meet as a church and so um oftentimes you know there's there's more to pastoring than just the pulpit there's not less certainly not we we never want to take away uh, from the the teaching ministry, and, yeah. right? But but there is more. If if all a person is is a public speaker, they're really not pastor. In fact, I would say that's what draws some of these young guys into pastoral ministry is the the glamour, as it were, of public of being a public figure. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of behind the scenes work that happened as a pastor, not just personally, not just being locked in your study forever. But also visitation. You know, I'll say this. Have you read Baxter's The Reformed Pastor? I'm actually working my way through it on Audible right now. <laughs> Boy, that's that's. I can't believe you're not just a puddle of conviction. But yeah, <laughs> that, it, it, it's pretty challenging, you know. And yeah, and and so he's talking about a, a pastoral visitation even beyond what we're talking about. He's talking about regularly visiting your people. I don't know if we discuss, we talk about elders. This has been a few, several, several episodes ago, but, but just a general principle is this deacons exist to help 
care for physical needs of the church. And pastors exist to help care for the soul needs, the spiritual needs of the church. That's a little simplistic, a little hyperbolic. You understand that, but they both, Mm. they overlap, obviously. But the pastor's primary concern is for the souls of his people. You you know, I was, I was listening just the other day to Baxter's reform pastor. And, you know, he said something that would have been so unpopular today. He was talking about uh, even pastors needing to realize their own capacities. Uh, I mean, I'm putting this into my line. I'm paraphrasing, but he was, he was really talking about uh, how that pastors, they, they don't need more sheep than they can care for. Yeah, and, you know, and you know, today, oftentimes, you know, everybody's thinking mega church. They're thinking you got to be bigger. Don't we need, don't we need more people here? Well, and we talked about plurality of elders. And of course, I think that that increases the capacity you know, of what a local church can be because you've got more brothers to share the load. But uh, you, you honestly, we, we shouldn't want more people than we can faithfully care for. That we'll have to answer for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're to shepherd the flock of God. Peter says in first Peter five, we're to shepherd the flock of God that is among you. So part of that is regular. And this is really not what we're talking about. We're really going to get into hospital visitation, really. But just as a preface, I guess I should say we care more than just about hospital visitation and visiting when folks are sick. We we ought to actually be regularly. Let me say this, pastors, you ought, especially in the rural church, it seems to be even more feasible, although culturally it's maybe weird. But we should be in the homes of our members and members should be in our home. We should that should be a, a, a common thing. And and sometimes you're in a situation, you know, Eddie, you're in a unique situation for members to come to your home. It's probably what, 40 minutes or. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's funny that you say that because it makes me and Laura be uh, my wife's name's Laura for anybody that any listeners that don't know, <laughs> but, uh, but Laura and I, it oftentimes does cause us to uh, maybe not invite the church to our home as often as we should because we're so far away and we feel like we, we hate to make them drive. But at least once a year, we have a yearly fall festival thing that everybody comes to our house kind of night. And every time they all tell us, Oh man, we, we don't mind. We'll drive, <laughs> you know, anytime, you know, and then, and then every now and then you know, we're able to have families over, you know, one at a time in our home, you know? And so, but yeah, it is harder the further that you live away. But what I found is so often, you know, folks in our church want to want to have have you in their home. Um, you know, if you know, the, we often think about hospita- hospitality in terms of having people in our home, but hospitality is just is also the the idea of being welcome in a person's presence. Yeah, you can be hospitable in the way that you go to someone's home as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You're and, a good I, guest. That's right. That's right. And we'll just kind of sum this this section up. But basically, pastors should be involved in the lives of their people, in the lives yeah. of the of the men, and the lives of families. Um, there should be there should be visitation times, as it were, besides just meeting on the Lord's day. Right. But, and, but now, and I don't think we get to know or we did 
we don't get to know people's lives if the only time we ever see them is in the setting of your your corporate meeting. If that's the only time you get to see somebody. Um, and I don't mean like they're putting on a mask, they're not really being real. I don't mean that. I just mean um, you, it takes more time and it takes uh, more just being around people in different settings to really get to know somebody. Uh, and unfortunately it's just going to put war. It is going to put them. It's on your shoulders, pastor, because more often than not, there will be some folks that invite you into their lives more often than not, than not you have to take the initiative sure. to invite others into your life or to, or to, or to visit and schedule a visit, regular visit, um, I think Baxter tried to make sure he saw everybody. How often was it once a year or was it more often? Anyway, he tried to get in the home. He was checking on catechism and their state of their soul. And like I said, convicting. And I would recommend the read it. Um, it's a, it's a help. Some people don't like it because it's so convicting and, and maybe there are some unrealistic expectations for a married man with, with children and all that. But, but I think it's a helpful read overall. And Pastor yeah. should, should read it anyway. But now really, what kind of prompted to talk about this discussion was talk about hospital visits. Okay. There's multiple, there's multiple sides to this. There is the, on the one side, the, the idea out there, well, pastor shouldn't, that's not even pastor responsibility. Deacon should be doing that. Then there's the other side that we've maybe felt guilty or even experienced that the pastor visits absolutely every single situation you know, hangnail being removed, there's a pastor. So there's there's kind of these two sides, and I think that we don't agree with either side, but we want to kind of draw a faithful balance. So why don't you lead in? Obviously, you're not going to talk about this person's condition, but why don't you lead in about this visit that you're going to make and, you know, kind of why you're going to make it and what you're going to do on this visit? Yeah, so... um So... I think there are a couple of things to take into account. You know, there is the relationship you have built with members. And so, uh, which this is one of the reasons why we need to have, you know, a meaningful covenantal membership in the local church. It, it doesn't need to be just a name on a list because from a pastoral perspective, it is much harder to make pastoral visits with somebody that you don't know very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just so hard yeah. or with a family that you don't know very well. Another thing um, is the idea of, you know, what's happening in the condition. Like you said, I'm not going to go into details, but this lady is, is, um, is having surgery later today. And so, and, and it's a, it's a pretty good drive uh, where, where this person is at from where I'm at. And my hope is to get there early enough that I'm able to actually visit with her and pray with her before the surgery. And so today, what it'll probably look like is getting there. And then I probably won't even stay because um, it is it we, we're, we're recording on a Wednesday. <laughs> and so I probably will just uh, after I if I get there early enough to pray with her and spend some time with the family. Uh, before she goes to the procedure, I'll probably just come back so that I'm going to be back here for church in the evening and, and have to hear from them later about the outcome. But that's not always the case. You know, sometimes you're able to go and, and be there for the whole procedure. It kind of depends on the family members and how you're able to minister to them. 
the goal isn't to do nothing. The goal is to so oftentimes just your presence and your being there is an, is an opportunity to minister to the family or to the individual. That's like I tell my kids at Christmas, my presence is your presence. That's right. <laughs> no. Uh, so the idea here, though, so go back to this foundation. The, the pastor is to care for the souls of his people. But we don't separate soul and body. That's right. We don't like, well, that's just a body thing, not a soul thing. Well, no, we're we're made body and soul. And so, you know, there is an aspect and, and a lot of this takes biblical prudence. You really have to you really have to apply the scriptures and and seek the, the Lord's wisdom, because I think in a healthy situation, there are more minor events that you really should be able to say have you know deacons or even others in the church that are willing to reach out and minister you know and 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 check on the on the physical needs i mean pastors can do that too but as far as giving up your day for example you're giving up a large chunk of your day today to do this and in, and by the way in a rural church setting that's not out of the norm yeah because it's not like you know now, for me, I'm a little bit closer, but it's an hour into Little Rock, you know, and about 40 minutes into into a hospital in Conway. So you're not just going to run over somewhere for 15 minutes, come back and be, be back within an hour. I mean, you're talking about there and back. That's two hours of your day, you know, yeah. the visit, whatever. Maybe you'll run around and do a couple other things since you're, you know, in town. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, to... to, to Right. Um, I won't say where this visit's going to be today, but it's it's further than normal. Most people in uh, in our community. So Marshall doesn't have a there's no hospital sure, in right, Searcy right, County. Right. So the 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 hospital that that most people go to is in Mountain Home, actually. So that's that's hour and a half or so um, from Marshall, maybe a little less than that. Um, but honestly, a lot of times when I'm going to Mountain Home, I just go from my home, yeah. my home to Mountain Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, you know, in the the old Sunday school question, you remember what the answers to the Sunday school question, like there's two answers. Jesus. Yeah, or read the Bible and pray. Oh, I, th- I thought that it was always just Jesus. It's always Jesus or the answer like, what do you do about this situation? Read the Bible and pray. Well, let me let me add that to our visits. Read the Bible and pray. Yeah. Read the Bible and pray. One verse that I use often in my hospital visits is Psalm seventy three twenty six. It says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. I've used this in, in multiple, you know, visitations, sometimes even, you know, funeral situations, but just to remind people that our bodies are ultimately not not made to last in a fallen world where they're fallen, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, that, and that God is our hope. God is our portion. And so when, when I go to a visit, I, I used to have a little Bible that I carried with me because I liked that. And sometimes I still do take an actual physical Bible. I like that. Uh, I like what that communicates, but at the same time, I'll, I'll, I'll have my phone. It's easier to carry. And sometimes I'll just read, you know, from my phone but either way, I think it's important as we we're not just caring for sister so and so surgery or whatever or brother so and so gallbladder whatever. I mean that's important, 
But but I, I, I cannot emphasize enough, and we circle back to this again, the reason that you're there is because you love them and you care for their soul. Yeah. And these kind of these kind of visits are important for elders to make. It takes wisdom on on which ones we're going to end up going to and which ones we're not. Well, well on that, um, so let's talk just a little bit about about this idea of kind of how we do discern when it's when it's worth uh, worth. That's maybe not the best way to put it. No, I know but what you're when, saying. When, when, it's when, it, when it's appropriate, yeah, that's a good way to say it. When it's appropriate. Because because I think there are a few different factors to take into account. One is the will of the church member or the family. Um, I, I don't I don't think that we should be like you. You know, you got to let me come. You know, if if they if they are for some reason that they maybe don't want a visit. You know, sure, there's, but you have so, to take that into account. They might be having a triple bypass. And they might say, oh, please don't come, Pastor. And if they... You still if, need to go. Yeah, if they say it like that, I'm like, no, I'm coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if they, you know, now, if they're having a situation and they say, look, this is a private situation, I am i don't, I really, please, really, I don't want you to come. Right. So, you know, we should respect, you know, those wishes. But there are situations, I think it, it depends, sometimes... A 30-year-old might be having a surgery, no big deal. An 80-year-old might be having the same surgery. You might it's end up going. Deal. You know, it's a yeah. big deal. Right. Um, and, and so, I mean, it just depends. It depends on the person. So, you know, honestly, it, generationally, sometimes it's different. Like, sometimes the younger generation are like, why would you even why'd you even come, you know? But but sometimes it's a really, especially if you have people that are just, vis- just starting to visit or, or new members or whatever, you can really build some great camaraderie with them by just showing them like, Hey, like I care, like I yeah. care about this. Like yeah. you're not just a, you're not just someone on a, on a, on a, on a paper. Like I care about what's going on in your life. Right. And, and, and I think each pastor is gonna, um, is gonna build some expectation um, too in the way that they minister to their church you know, sometimes if maybe before before you got to your church, maybe the former pastor um, had a different approach to past to visitation ministry than you have. Well, it may take a few years even for your church to catch on to um, a different kind of culture that's being established in your church. And that could go either way. You know, you could have been in a church where, man, the the pastor just, man, he went to everything, you know, yeah. everything, you know, that you have a dentist appointment. I'm going to be there, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, <laughs> too, far, and then, too far. And then uh, you could have a situation where, man, that he just never, he, I mean, he would call and check on him, but he just never, never visited at all. And, uh, and, and you could have a church that kind of just thinks that's normal. And I, I do think, the church culture it affects a little bit too. I'm not saying you go, okay, well, they're, they're used to nobody coming, so I don't go, but it may take a little while for your church to come around to. Uh, yeah. And, and each place a little bit unique. And so just some general principles, you know, care for the soldier people, invest 
and your people, you, you, your time, you know, I'm preaching on this is coming Lord's day, re- redeem the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say find time, but redeem time Buy it. And so with your people, it's not just going to fall into your lap to invest time into your people. I mean, sometimes things do, you know what I'm saying? But, but you're going to have to make time and it's, and it's, and it's worth it. And I think that means prioritizing your week, like making sure that you're studying when you're supposed to reading the scriptures, praying, like all this is important, prioritize your week because inevitably things are going to be, things are going to shake up, you know? Right. And so yeah. if you, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and I found this too, there have been, there have been weeks before if this is seasons. Like there's, there's like three or four people at a, in a, at a time. And you know, and like, how do you do that? And I found this, the Lord has been faithful. The Lord has been so faithful. He knows when we're wasting our time. He knows when we're investing our time. And like when we're wet, investing our time in people and trying to be there for people in situations, and then our study time seems to be less than it's normally what we like. I've, I have found in those times that the Lord has been faithful to bless and the sermon has still come together, you know, because it's important for, for pastors to be involved in the lives of their people and to be there for people. You, you don't know when you're going to get the phone call of somebody. And, and sometimes it's been different things. You know, it's not a church member. But the church member's dad has been in an accident, you know, and, and you can be there for the family and, 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 and things like that. Just some g- other general principle, I'd say, like, follow up, you know, surgery and then follow up in a couple of days, whether it's a home visit or a hospital visit, depending on the the situation. Again, you're not just showing up and saying hi, but you're also you're, you're praying for them and I'll. Most pastors do that, but I also incorporate reading scriptures. And I'd also I'd also mention this. Don't feel like a hospital visit has to be two hours. I mean, honestly, sometimes it need, it, it ought to be five or ten minutes because uh, it's just not it's not they're not where they need to be. You know, I mean, and it's not a great place. But but just like you said earlier, just your presence yeah, yeah, and don't and and you're not there to wear them out, and there and you're not there for them, you know. Especially if they are a very hospitable person by nature, which they probably are, if they're a growing and maturing Christian, you don't want them to feel like they have they have got to. <laughs> this sounds strange in a hospital visit, but entertain you, you know. You want you want to you want to go by. You want to. uh you know, spend adequate time, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think that sometimes we can, we, we want to be careful that we're not, uh, we don't want to be a burden. We want to be uh, a help to them. You know, there's, there is kind of an elephant in the room. We might just mention, uh, this conversation, you know, we could have had this conversation three years ago, but this conversation has been changed. I, over the last three years, we've all had to think about these things even differently as we come through the pandemic and um, and even how even like today, this morning, I, I called a brother uh, that's in the family of this lady just to kind of see. So what's the deal, <laughs> you know, in the hospital that she's in? Because not one that I normally go to, because even even now, this far out from. Uh, the pandemic and everything with COVID, 
you're still kind of thinking through, you know, what are the rules and how, and how are they operating and all those kinds of things. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's helpful. There's some wisdom there. I, I think certainly that can be taken too far and it can just be on the other side it can just be ignored. Well, you we know, don't want to use it as an excuse, but yeah, we do right. want to take into account. You that's know. right, especially with older people. You know, so there's some things I try to do. If if my kids have been sick, I mean, I, I've always thought about it, but now I think about it even more. You know, if mm-hmm. my kids have been sick with whatever, and and then I'm gonna go visit an older person. Usually, I just wait a few days or something. You know, just mm-hmm. depending on again, it just takes biblical prudence. But again, I, I circle back around to this. It's our responsibility as pastors to care for the souls of our people. I do think deacons ought to be involved in a healthy situation. They ought to be caring for these physical needs and helping and all that. But but remember that we're responsible to care for the souls of the people. And there's and providentially, when people are sick, whether that's a surgery or some other kind of sickness, there are time there are things that they they need their pastor to you know to point them to Christ. They need to be reminded of the faithfulness of God. They they they're they're prone to anxiety. Perhaps they they need you to shepherd them. God has appointed you to shepherd them and, and point them to His truth. And so we need we need to do that. There are other things that we can do. I think it's helpful as a church body. One thing y'all probably do it. We do it. A lot of places do it. We try to do meals, you know, for folks mm-hmm. after they've had surgeries or or a baby or or things like that. But all of it circles back around to we're not just like some sort of club or whatever we're 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 caring about people's eternities we're caring about the time that they spend we're caring about their sanctification and their holiness sometimes your sometimes your visits can be evangelistic with members of the family like this is another episode but dude take some tracks with you it's not that you know like yeah tracks in your pocket you can give them to the nurses you can give them to doctors you can give them to family members and uh, and and there's been a lot of situations like in this surgery. I end up praying, not with the I pray with the person, but then also I'm out in the waiting room or whatever praying, you know. Um, so well, and 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 you know Jesus said um, on the night that he was betrayed, he said to the disciples that uh, they would be known that they were his disciples by their love they had for one another, and I think that especially as our culture becomes less and less Christian, um, it is gonna, it's going to become more and more uh, even family members of believers in our churches that are going to look at us and say, why are you here? Yeah. And, and it's going to become even more and more of a, of honestly, just our being there, being a witness to, well, we really do love, you know, your grandpa or your dad or your brother, you know, we really do love them. (laughs) I think it was, and you can, you can look, you guys can look this up. I think it was in one of the plagues in Geneva. They told Calvin, like the city officials told Calvin, stop visiting people, you know? And basically he was like, no, (laughs) you know, and, and, and that's kind of how the mentality, man, the past, I'm so discouraged by how so many treat, I'm talking about pastors treat the pastoral ministry mm-hmm. sort of CEO, just job you're locked up in your office or you just, or, or you're the pastor to the staff. And then the staff is the ones that pass. Yeah. And it's like, it's just terrible. You need to be pastoral ministry is messy. You need to be in, involved in the lives of your people and, and don't wear yourself out with, with visiting over and thing. And sometimes look, people need to be taught. 
they have unrealistic expectations. You know, if you're if if uh, you don't ha- you don't have to necessarily go to everything, but there are things that you do need to go. You do need to be available for. And uh, so it, it, it teaches us to prioritize our week. So we will have the availability when it comes up. Trust the faithfulness of God. He will take care of you even on weeks that you feel stretched too thin. And then really care about the souls of your people. Any well, I, you know, final thoughts there, Ed? Yeah, maybe two thoughts. One, just reiterating the idea. You know, if you had a plur- if you have a plurality of elders, you know, if you have multiple pastors, we're not saying that they all got to go right every time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so that's going to be a difference too. If you have multiple pastors, you know, it's okay for. Uh, maybe one of the, you know, for one of the pastors to be making those visits. The other thing I would want to want to just point out, even with the apostles in the very early church, which is not exactly the model for pastoral ministry, because, uh, you know, at the, the, that's, a, that's a special moment in time when the church is being born. But even then, we see that they are... Um, that they they're giving these other tasks to those first deacons because they said they needed to be about the the ministry of prayer and the word right the ministry of the word and prayer um and i think so often we think well yeah he needs to be praying for the church and he needs to be preparing and and preaching well that's true but even like you said there is the ministry of prayer and the word in these visitations. When we visit people in their homes or in the hospital, that we're, we're not talking about something that's separated from the ministry of prayer and the word. It's a part of that ministry. And so we, we want to remember, yeah, this is the work, whether it be in the larger gathering or one-on-one we are the people that are praying for and sharing the truth of God's word, which is the thing that's going to actually bring uh, hope to the yeah. hearts of the people in our church. Don't call me about shepherding you in the hospital. I'm trying to pastor over here. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, man, it's been a good episode. It's been a good year. I'm, I'm grateful that we finally started this back. Yep. And uh, I, I, I'm grateful for the, those who are listening uh we're we look forward to 2023 lord willing we'll stay ahead of this and and give you a new episode every wednesday so i guess we'll we'll sign off here brother thank you for joining us on the rural church podcast say goodbye eddie we'll see you guys next year next year soledale glory